I want to read to you tonight out of Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 14, and it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Hey, sit back, folks. We're getting ready to do a great podcast tonight. I have a guest. Reverend Jessica Randolph is right by my side, my beautiful wife. And Reverend Dave, myself, will be doing a few little devotional tidbits for you tonight to give you a good night's sleep on Christmas Eve 2022. So sit back, get yourself a drink, a coffee, a tea, if you're that kind of person. And get your earplugs out, get that wax out of your ears, and put a smile on your face, and get ready to hear an amazing podcast tonight. God bless. Okay, folks, we're, uh, we have a special treat tonight. Yes, uh, like I already said, we have my beautiful wife with us, and she is going to help do um, the reading and some of the commentary tonight. So sit back and uh, just enjoy this. It's going to be fun. Okay, so what's going on now is I got some background music. I got to turn this background music down just a tad bit here so it's not over... We have kids' presents in the back. You guys can't see that. We have all kinds of stuff. We have a Christmas cactus back here. Uh, It's a beautiful Christmas cactus. Uh, Here, let me grab it real quick. It's blossoming just for Christmas, too. Look at this. It's getting all of its little little flowers out. Uh, Podcast, if you're a little uh, thinking, what's he talking about? Who's he talking to? Well, we're Facebook Live right now also. So as we're Facebook Live in it, we're doing the podcast, and we're going to kind of do them both together, combining them at the same time for Christmas Eve, folks. So we're going to give you double the pleasure of double my voice, and that's doubly good, I guess, right? <laughs> so um, we just read out of the out of our opening scripture, the, um, what we read about was, a special promise that God gave to mankind and he put some stipulations to it how it was going to happen and the purpose of it was is to is for all mankind because God loves all mankind we get caught up on this God loves this person over here God loves this tribe over here God loves these group of peoples over here God loves this church over here God loves this over here and we start we start setting God up for little areas where he can love almost like we're the commentator on God you ever notice that almost everything we're doing we're commentating for God God is is like this over here and if he doesn't do this over here he's not over there in your camp and we we make fun of each other by the way we just are sayings like that when we say Jesus is with me but he's not with thee you might want to check yourself for a moment there because the God that we're talking about is not that easily figured out folks you're not going to easily figure God out by saying hey that God that that loves me he doesn't love you now that's not the God that I serve and that's not the God of the Bible now we are Facebook Live out there, and I want to wave to all of you. And on Facebook Live, you have the pleasure of seeing me doing my podcast at the same time. And then my wife's in the picture here, and we're going to do a... sorry if I had all the crazy... Uh, yeah, well, that's okay. That's how we started. We wanted it to be raw. Raw and unfiltered tonight, folks. 
it's coming at you with a blast. We're blasting just like this winter storm. How you like this winter storm we just had, folks? All that snow coming down. Now I'll tell you what, this month has been a crazy month, this last month of December. This household was tried from the beginning until even to the present. It has been bent, it has been punched, it has been kicked, stepped on, rolled over, picked up, patched up a little bit, and then thrown back down in the dirt and roughed up some more. If your family or if you have been through some kind, some kind of a month like that, give me an amen. I'm telling you what, folks, this was a rough month. There was a lot of spiritual attacks. I'm telling you what, there were spiritual attacks coming out of everywhere. And they were precise, too. They weren't just uh, haphazardly attacks. These were attacks that were precisely tuned in just to know what it was going to hit, almost like a, a special preci precision missile. Now, let me take a second here for my Facebook people out there. Check that out. That's a Christmas cactus blossoming right now. And what day? Christmas Eve. Tomorrow? Tomorrow we should have a nice, a nice beautiful, beautiful flower for Jesus. Isn't that amazing? I just want to show you that, folks. It's pretty cool, I think. And so we are going to read. I'm going to let my wife help me out here on this because... She does a great job reading. Do you want the um, I want you to read. We're going to do a Bible study for Christmas Eve. Not the traditional sense where we have a manger. We really planned on this. I'm telling you what, we were planning on a service tonight. It would have been tonight. We even planned a few weeks ago before it really got hot and heavy in the Randolph house by the trials and tribulations of pestilence and everything else you want to throw at us. We had the plagues of Egypt. And so... We're still here, and here we are, Christmas Eve, and instead of just doing the traditional, you know, the manger, because we, th we salted that through a lot of our stuff already, and we really wanted to do a service on it, because that's, that's what you do, right? I bet you churches are doing that across the nation right now, even in other countries right now. But I want to do it a little different tonight. Um, let's, let's change it up tonight and just have a little fun with it. I just want to welcome you all in. If you have time, you ain't got nothing going on on Christmas Eve, join us. Come on in. Get yourself hot chocolate, whatever, sit back and listen, and just listen to what we're going to read and talk about, and then you have yourself a great afternoon, evening, and you go to sleep, and tomorrow you will have presents under the tree to open up to make you smile and be so happy, but that's what I really want to do for you tonight, too. I want to make you happy, feel good through the Bible, using the Bible and talking about the Bible. That's possible. I know so many other people are talking about everything else that doesn't really matter to the real Christmas you know it points to all the fake part of the you know the commerce part where you're going to make money on Christmas but it's not really touching on the real meaning of Christmas and when everything is good in your life and all the things are working fine those kind of stories are great that's fine because nothing's going to happen if you break down you got extra money whatever but to when you're in a hard place only the truth really matters at that time. And you want the unadulterated truth. And what is that? Jesus is the reason for Christmas. And that's why I hit it on our earlier podcast. A few episodes ago, we talked about Jesus being the reason. And seek him. Wise men are seeking him. We seek him. We go after him. That's what we're looking for. And then after that, we started we started on the road to Christmas. And I was hoping to really put some extra... extra uh, well, some extra roads, not just roads, extra miles on that road, but 
obviously God had other plans and that's where I'm getting to. That's why I'm, I'm painting this picture because we had a plan to do something else. And as the month went along, it kind of just got erased. Said sayonara. And, and so now we, here we are. And so this is what I want to give to you guys tonight. My wife and I, this is a present from us to you. We're going to just talk about the Bible and have a good old moment with Jesus. And, uh, I just hope you get blessed tonight, guys. I hope, I hope you have a great Christmas this year because you're the reason for it. Jesus is the reason, but what was the reason to Jesus? It wasn't for himself. You were the reason why he came. Now, when we look out, he is everything. Nobody compares to Jesus. But when he looks down here, we are like that to him. Nobody compares to us on this earth the way Jesus wants to love with his love. He doesn't love anything else more than he loves us. He loves us so much. I'm telling you guys, I can't explain it enough tonight how much God loves you and how much he loves me and how much he loves your kids, how much he loves you. I mean, he really loves you and he cares about you, your well-being and everything. But the world is a really crazy place and it tries you by faith. It tries your faith. And God says, I want to see your faith. I'm going to use your faith as the gauge. And as I get closer to you, your faith should be showing me something about you and your character. And if it does, I'm going to bless you. And if it doesn't, I'm going to correct you. Because why? Because God always corrects those whom he loves. There's a reason for it. And it's not like God wants to correct us all the time. And this is not a correcting message. I'm not here to correct anybody. I just, I'm just laying some foundation about how much God loves you. He loves you. When he came down as a baby in a manger, that should have demonstrated more love than anything. I know we put a lot on the cross and I'm not taking nothing away from that. But I want you to be able to put more on the birth of God than you might already be doing. Because you might not be putting enough on it. Do you really understand that this God yielded everything about himself, put it on the back burner and said, I'm going down there and I'm yielding everything I am and I'm going to put myself in the hands of my creation. And I just have so much faith that one of my creation down there is going to love me, cherish me, carry me, protect me, nurture me, and grow me up. And that is Mary. Mary was the spokesperson of humanity that stood forth for us to carry Jesus as a representation. Isn't that amazing? Amazing thought when you think of that. I'm not getting into a Catholic type process here. I'm not saying we worship Mary, but I want you to say, you know what? Mary was an amazing representation for the human race. Very good. God chose her and she did a great job. She didn't kill the baby. Do you know how easy it is to hurt a baby? We have one. I know you can't tell him it's easy to hurt him because he throws himself at danger all the time. <laughs> Little boy. But babies are very delicate. Very delicate. And they know nothing. They are your little sponge in your hand. And you hold that little sponge. And as you hold that sponge, he's soaking up whatever you're putting out. And this is Jesus in the hands of Mary. Let's say that again. This is God in the, man, in the hands of humanity. That's what happened. I know everyone likes to say humans are useless. Humans are no good. Humans are second to the devil. The devils must be better than us because we give him more credit. I like to rebuke that statement and get and, and subside this stigma that has been put upon the human race. We are better than that. Do you know how much better we are than that? Look at what we did when we were under the task 
And it was time that, this was the time that God was coming down on earth. He was going to step out of glory and step on earth. Is there any man or any woman that can handle this? Is there anyone that can step up to the task? And God says, I'm going to put myself out by faith on this day and I'm coming down. And he did. And when he showed up, somebody was ready. That right there is amazing. That's not an accident. That's not a coincidence. Mary was ready. Why was Mary ready? Well, she was rehearsing things probably in her life. She probably had a, a code of ethics, a code of rules that were handed down from generation to generation to get into her bosom, to get into her knowledge, to get deep down inside her because not everything you hear is going to change your life. Why? Because you're not going to let it. Do you know how many things that God wants to do in your life that you won't even let it? You won't let yourself do it enough where God can get that word in there, impregnate you, and the next thing you know, you're birthing a blessing. That's how it is. That's how it works. But sometimes I think we don't trust God enough. We say, huh, I don't want to learn about those things or hear about those things because if I do, then I'm going to be challenged and I'm going to fail because I don't want to try it by faith. That's how some people think. And I think that's that's a anemic way of thinking. Why? Because Jesus has more confidence in you than you might have confidence in yourself. God really believes in you. He believes in us. He believes in us. He chose us. Listen, folks, we didn't go looking for God. As easy as that may sound sometimes where we say, I went and found God. I knew it was time for me to be saved. I just knew it was time for me to change. That's not how it worked. And I'm so glad God did it a certain way. What did he do? I'm going to go find somebody that don't even deserve it. And I'm going to save them. That's how God works. And then not too long after that, people around that folk that just got saved starts to explain how he got saved or how she got saved. And that's not true either. Because God went and sought that person or sought you, sought me. God did all the work. He dropped something in your soul, your spirit to say, come follow me. Hey, Peter, come follow me. Hey, David. Hey, Jessica, come follow me. And you get a choice and after that, what you're going to do. And hopefully you just make the right choice, you know. Well, let's not take much more time. I blabbered it a lot, but let us read. We're going we're gonna to shift gears tonight, guys. And we are going to go to Isaiah chapter 60. And I am going to turn this right down so my wife can be heard really good because our voices are a little weak tonight. So there we go. Podcast, we're still running on Facebook Live. And Facebook Live, we're still talking to the podcast. So, wife, let us, let us before we read, we always pray. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless us, the readers of your word and the hearers of your word, to do and to rehearse those things that you want us to do. We thank you on this Christmas Eve, God. We give you glory. You're the only one that deserve it. You're brighter than any star. You're brighter than any sun. You are the greatest, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, let us start reading from verse number one of chapter 60 of Isaiah, if you want to read along with us. It's your Bibles at home. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and the kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see, all they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. 
then thou shalt see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee the multitudes of camels shall cover thee the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah and all they from Sheba shall come they shall bring gold and incense and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord all the flocks of Kadar shall be gathered together unto thee the rams of neighbors shall minister unto thee they shall come up with acceptance on mine altar and I will glorify the house of my glory who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows surely the isles shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish first to bring thy sons from far their silver and their gold with them unto the name of the Lord thy God and to the Holy One of Israel because he hath glorified thee and the sons of strangers shall build up thy walls and their king shall minister unto thee for in my wrath I smote thee but in my favor have I had mercy on thee one second back up at verse number nine it says surely the isle shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish first to bring thy sons from afar their silver and their gold with them what does that sound like right there already we're already sounding like we're stepping into the the story of the wise men already or the bringer of gifts to Jesus or people that come to bring him homage comes to pay him you know their blessings from what they know he's God and who are we talking about we're talking about Gentiles folks that's the greatest part of the story of Jesus and the baby Jesus in the manger is that he was getting ready not too long after that to turn away from his people and make a new people the Gentiles and open up salvation to all mankind upon the face of the earth that was the greatest gift that was ever given to this earth this earth is an evil bad dirty place from the beginning it failed it didn't ever amount to the things it promised it was full of liars killers murderers thieves people that worshiped the worst gods in the world people that did some of the worst things on earth some of the people that wanted to rule other people oppression everything you can think of was on the face of this earth and it's on the face of this earth this very night even though you don't hear about it bad things are happening on the earth all the time from the beginning until now and here we have a God that's going to show us something new that we've never seen before he's going to be a God that steps down and says I'm going to come down and become those that worship me I'm going to come down and show them what what I'm all really about because I'm going to become lower than them and I'm going to suffer for the sins they did and I'm going to go to the day I die on the cross as a little baby an innocent child full of potential that's Jesus that's what Jesus represents folks when you see that little baby when you look at it every baby you see on earth when you look at that baby is it represents potential that's what a baby represents that's why everyone loves a baby very few people can look at a baby and not smile at them when the baby smiles back and if, if you're in a mall or something and you're sitting there and your baby sitting next to you and looks around and catches eyes to that mean biker across the hall and just goes does something that little biker that old mean biker will either smile or do a Gucci goo or do something I've seen it don't call me a liar I'll rebuke you right here on Facebook I'm telling you what a baby it represents potential it represents that thing that we're losing every day our ambition our strength our youth 
That baby represents potential. It lays there, innocent, into the hands of all mankind. Every baby that lays in a, lays out on, on, on a daily basis when a baby comes out. Once a baby is born, it has been presented to the world. Every baby. And every person that comes in contact with that baby influences it. Some way. The smells, the sounds, something will influence that baby. And here we have Jesus now. God, the creator of all things, coming down here to lay in a baby manger to let all mankind touch him. A sinless, amazing, holy, this God is perfect. I'm telling you what, he's not phony, he's not fake, he's real, and he's beautiful. And he has never made a mistake. And he laid down here on earth and let all mankind do whatever they wanted to do to this baby. Here I am, I lay myself up before you. Only thing that is a barrier between me and anybody outside here right now is my mom, Mary. She's my protector. She will hold me and my stepdad, Joseph, will stand next to her and protect her. So there's a chain of command of protection just by me to get to me, but that's not very strong and it's not a war, it's not a tank. It's not a, it's not a stealth fighter. It's not something that's very strong. It's just the virtue of his mom and the virtue of his dad that's holding him the world back from Jesus on a daily day basis until he's 12 years old when he comes on the scene again, which that's a whole different story. But that's all that's separating the world and the influence of the world from Jesus. Do you see the power the mom and dad has now of protecting, being stewards of babies? That's an amazing, an amazing thing. And when you're a teacher like Jessica and the other teachers down there, you get the blessing and potential to, to, to teach people you would have never met in this earth, but they're bringing their babies and kids to you because they trust you and they know you're going to indoctrinate them, teach them the right things, and you're going to raise these kids up. And when you do that, something happens because we see it all the time. We see it with these kids. We see the change happen. We see what happens. It's amazing. Okay. And so here we're talking about Jesus. We're talking about people bringing stuff to Jesus. This is back in Isaiah chapter 60, 60. We just read in chapter 7, Emmanuel. What does that mean? God with us. Okay? It's not God with us yet, but a lot of this stuff is prophecy. So let's continue on. I'm sorry I cut you off for so long. Therefore thy gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto thee the forces of the Gentiles, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve thee shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The glory of Lebanon shall come unto thee, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together, to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto thee, and all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel, whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an eternal, eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. Pause for one second. <clears throat> verse number 15 says, verse number 15 says, whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated, so that no man went through thee, I will make thee an eternal excellency a joy of many generations that is a prophecy to somebody just listening to under the sound of our voice tonight J just as we go on tonight just this little excerpt here god says even though you are hated 
even though you are mocked, even though people are against you, I am going to do something for you. I am going to change your life and I'm going to not going to do it just for you. I'm going to do it for many generations. That is, you're going to have a joy of many generations. Whereas thou hast been forsaken and hated. Has anybody felt like they're forsaken lately? Has anybody felt like they've been hated lately? Well, get ready. God's got you right where he wants you. He has a plan. That's what he's telling us here. And this is all wrapping up into Christmas Eve tonight, guys. This is Christmas Eve. Don't lose focus where we're at. Okay? This is ain't this random Bible study out of nowhere. And remember all the things we've talked about already. It was some pretty powerful stuff so far. Now let's continue on. After Generations, verse number 16. Thou shalt also suck the milk of the Gentiles, and shalt suck the breast of kings. And thou shalt know that I am... I, the Lord, am thy savior, savior and thy Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. For brass I will bring gold, and for iron I will bring silver, and for wood brass, and for stones iron. I will also make thy officers peace, and thine exactors righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. One second. Do you feel like there's violence going crazy in the earth right now? He says, violence shall no more be heard in thy land, wasting nor destruction within thy borders, but thou shalt call thy walls salvation and thy gates praise. Let's go on. I don't need to commentate. That's just good on its own right there. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee, but the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. Thy sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. Thy people also shall be all righteous, they shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there, folks. Listen to this. We're talking about baby Jesus. And if you continue on that thought process and you think about what we talked about already, listen to some of these things that he says here in verse number 20, we'll say. Thy son shall no more go down. Neither shall thy moon withdraw itself, for the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy mourning shall be ended. The people shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever, the branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one a strong nation. I am the Lord. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time is what the Bible's telling us. He's telling us, I'm going to plant a little one, and it shall become a thousand. And that small bit of them will become a strong nation. What has happened to Christianity, folks? That's that's what we're talking about out of Jesus. Not just Christianity, but discipleship. Not just discipleship, but love of God. Does anybody just love God? Have you just moved stuff out of the way and just loved God? When's the last time you just loved God? Just by himself, just talking to him by himself. Not going through an entourage, not going through all kinds of hoops and hollering and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm just talking about you getting with baby Jesus for a moment. 
He gave himself to you. He made himself easily accessible. There's no reason why you cannot find him. If you do not like your life tonight, I'm telling you what, you have a chance to change your life over this very evening. Just like he, the very first Christmas when Jesus was on earth. This night is the same thing for you. You might not, you might have a good life. You might have lots of money. You might have everything going for you, but there's something inside you. You just feel like I'm missing something. I cannot find it. This world is full of emptiness. This world is full of darkness. Every time I try to do something, it fails. When I buy something, it breaks. When I try to go over here, it doesn't work. I'm nudged to go over there. And when I go over there, I can't go that way because I'm nudged to go another way. This world just keeps wishy-washing every back and forth. It tells me one day this is right. It tells me one day this is wrong. It tells me one day we should go follow this line and go over this way. And another day it says we shouldn't go that way. We should go this way. Confusion, 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 confusion. That is not of God. That is not of God, folks. He wants your mind to be solid tonight. He wants your mind to be connected to him tonight. He wants you to be in a quiet place. Aren't you glad God gave you the thought of a prayer closet? Doesn't that just sound soothing sometimes? A prayer closet. He didn't say go get a prayer mansion. He didn't say go get some fancy place that's all doctored up for before I show up, have everything burning just right, have everything happening just right, have all the smells just right, clean the house just right, and I'll show up. That's not what he says. He says, get in your closet. Just prepare a closet tonight and get inside that closet and pray. Talk to me. The Bible, the Bible says, just talk to me. Jesus is saying, just talk to me. Have you just talked to him? Are you just a naysayer on the sidelines that points your finger at Christians or good people or people that are trying to search after God and you think you know about the Bible and all you do is call names and pick and poke at them? Maybe you're the one that's really wanting to get close to God and you're just afraid because people are going to make fun of you because you're this witch. You're this bad person. You're somebody that the people are already labeled. And how would it look if you changed your life and became a good person? I rebuke that thought and you should too. That's another way the devil's trying to keep you down. You need to break those things tonight, those chains, those things that hold you down, generational curses. We come against that tonight in the name of Jesus for Christmas Eve. We're going to do a prayer here in a minute. I'm on podcast still. I'm still doing the podcast. I'll be finishing that up in just a second. But I want to pray with you guys tonight for this Christmas Eve because I know sometimes it's a lonely place. I remember back being in the world. I know Christmas Eve. For some people, they're getting drunk. I remember many Christmas Eves that I was drunk before Christmas got here. And when I woke up in the morning, I started drinking right away. And many of my friends and my family and many people I know did the same thing. That's how I learned it. But that's not the answer, my friend. That's not what we turn to. In the hard times, you turn to God. In those times that you can't find an answer, you turn to God. In that time when they give you a diagnosis and say, you got cancer, you got six months to live, my friend. That's when you turn to God. And God says, I forgive you. I will accept you. I don't care what you've done, and I'm going to show you how fast I'll forgive you, and God will run to you faster than you can get to him. I'm telling you, it's true. It's a truth. Christians are not weak people. Christian men are not weak Christian men. They're not even weak men. We're seeing weak men on the stage right now, folks. Without a doubt, you can see weak men. You know what a weak man is now. But you also know what a strong man is. And sometimes it's just a quiet man. It's a praying man. Sometimes it's a loud praying man. Sometimes it's a loud man that's just a godly man that just can't control his anger, but God's working on it. That's sometimes it too. 
I can testify to that. So you see what I'm saying tonight, folks? Every barrier that you want to have your mind put up tonight, we can knock it down. And God will keep knocking it down, but stop putting them up. Stop. When are you going to stop putting up barriers? Just go to God and let him work on you and just become who God intended you to be. And you're going to have a happy life. You're going to be a happy person. And after you die, you're going to be saved. Hallelujah. (laughs) That alone makes it worth it. So I'm going to cut this short tonight. We're going to cut this podcast short right now. And I'm going to say I love you guys and Merry Christmas. And I hope you have the greatest Christmas morning that you've ever had. And it can become the greatest if you just pray for a little bit and get with God. And it can become the greatest Christmas you ever had. Even if it's going to be the worst one, you can turn it around and it can become the best. I love you guys and God bless. Hey, have you ever heard of MyPillow? I'm sure you have. It's on all the commercials that you can see on TV. Well, I'm a user of MyPillow. I used to have migraines, real bad neck aches, but MyPillow helped me in such a way that I don't get migraines and I have to use MyPillow every time I go to bed. I even take it when I go on a trip. My wife and I have to have our pillows, the MyPillow with us wherever we go. You can get the MyPillow too by going to MyPillow.com. Mike Lindell is a Christian. He's a good man. And he produced a very good product. I am advertising MyPillow for free for him. And if I were you, I would buy a MyPillow. I'm doing it because I know it works. It's a great product. And it'll be a great blessing to you and to whoever you buy it from. God bless and go to MyPillow.com and order MyPillow or wherever you go and you see a MyPillow, buy the MyPillow and watch. You will be blessed.